Welcome in to episode eight of the Fourth and Windy's podcast with your hosts Mark and Rob. Good afternoon, Rob. Good evening, should I say? Good evening, Mark. Are you well? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. Tuesday. Recording this on Tuesday, the what are we on? Fourth? Fourth third. Third of August today. Um we missed we missed the podcast on the Sunday on Sunday. Um, so we're just going to nip on today and do a, do a short podcast. Um, just just kind of well, we're going to try and keep it short um, this week, and um, just just kind of recap the news that's happened this week. Training camps kind of full and fully in, underway now, so we we've got a bit little bit to talk about there, and then we'll kind of you know lead into what is um, preseason coming up, and um, yeah, and then hopefully next week kind of onwards we'll get into a regular kind of a regular slot and a regular swing of things with some kind of regular content and, and such like moving forward. Sound good? Sounds good to me, mate. Good, good. So um, do, you want to, uh, do you want to kick us off with um, some of the kind of the news items for this week then that we've had since the last pod? Yeah, actual proper news. I say proper <laughs> news. I'm, some of it's just been far too long in the making and was always like to happen. Case in point being uh, Rogers and the Packers kissing and making up. For me, it's just been a non-story. Uh, ever since draft night, I had my, uh, you know, we were getting excited. I thought it might happen. But since then, it's just dragged on and on and on. And for me, it was only ever going to end with either Rogers retiring, which I think was always unlikely, as much as he's got other interests, or them kissing and making up. And uh, thankfully, they've not dragged it on any longer and they've kissed and made up. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because certainly on around draft night, I was really excited. I thought yeah. something was going to happen and there was going to be, you know, blockbuster trades that we, you know, we, we the likes of which we haven't really seen. So that was really exciting. But but then since then, like you say, for me, it's it sounded a bit like it was just news for the sake of news and filling time. But then you listen to Rogers. And I kind of almost was believing that he was going to retire. I'm kind of surprised that it's it's got to where it has really, and they're prepared to both sides seem to prepare be prepared to to play this season. Because if I'm reading it right and I understand it right, what they've essentially said is they've waived the final year of his contract. Yeah, it voids after voided next his, season, doesn't it? After next season, um, and they are essentially going to reassess at the end of next season and, and see where both parties want to go. And at that point, I guess if Rogers doesn't want to play, then he'll be traded because they won't want to miss out on, yeah. on just kind of losing him to free agency the, the next year. But I, I I don't really know what Rogers has gained from this, really. I, I don't really understand what anybody's gained out of it. I'm all a bit confused by it all, to be perfectly honest. Well, let me, I'll give you my thoughts on it, which, um, yeah, sure. Yeah, very probably incorrect. But um, I think what the Packers get out of it, they get a happy, in inverted commas, Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I'm not sure they do get a happy Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not sure you want a happy Aaron Rodgers. You didn't have a happy Aaron Rodgers last season when they drafted Jordan Love and um, he ended up being the league MVP. He seems to work better when he's got something wrangling him and um you know getting at him so I, th- I think they get that they get another season of it that's not up for question there's no you know no drama with that it was Jordan Love another season to develop if that's indeed who they see taking over or it gives them time to evaluate this college crop or look at free agents or trades or whatever so I think it gives them that certainty I think Aaron Rodgers quite likes it to be about himself a little bit I think 
what he's got now, he's got a little bit of power there, I think, that he didn't have before. So I think you see that with the trade that they made for Randall Cobb. They would not, there's no way the Packers are going out and trading for Randall Cobb unless they absolutely had to as like a little bit of a kiss and makeup present for Aaron Rodgers. So I think Packers get that stability. They know they've got it for another season. They can run it back for one season um, and it gives them another chance. It extends their Super Bowl window. Rodgers gets a bit of power. He's playing football. He's getting paid. I think he always wants to play football and get paid. I think what he's gained, though, is, like you've just said, the end of next season, he can just he can almost pick his destination a bit like Brady did uh, last yeah. time around. That's how I'm reading it. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, and I guess that does make sense. But I, I think if I'm Rodgers... I, I want out this season, and and I guess that I guess he, from what I've listened to on other podcasts, I think what they've said there is that there isn't really any player power there. He doesn't have enough power at the moment to demand a trade, does he? Because essentially, leverage, if, he, really. if he doesn't turn up, he, he loses fifty grand a day, um, for not turning up. So he he kind of he's going to lose out massively financially if he doesn't play this year. So there's no kind of power for him there to to kind of demand the trade that was um, a new cba wasn't it that they brought mm, in last season yeah. so that's that's removed a lot of the a lot of the holdouts really but yeah 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 so i guess um from that point of view i guess it, it does make a bit of sense for either party but yeah i mean let's see if i'm a packers fan i'm still i'm still really unhappy about the whole situation because you know you're not telling me that in 2022 you you're in a better situation for not having rogers and and having, um, you know, you're definitely not, but you've got another season where you know you're not going to have him, so you can at least plan ahead a bit further. I know they took love, mm. um, and if they like what they see, then great. But, but the problem with the problem with having, and I'm sorry, the, pro- the problem with having Rogers play this year is that you know you're going to win X number of games, so if you're planning on taking a quarterback next year, yeah you're not in a good situation. Whereas if, if you forced him to sit out this year or you don't play him this year, then at least you're going to be picking higher in the draft, in theory. Uh, Maybe this is all a smokescreen and they'll now go and trade him. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I just don't That'd want him to come to Denver. Um, that, that's, that's my issue. I don't want him in the AFC West, really, I don't think. Um, well, I do and I don't. I, I, I want... I do... As long as we, as long as we can still beat them every year twice, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I thought the the, the Cobb the Cobb trade was interesting though. It's, like you said, it's clearly Rogers um, being given, you know, showing a little bit of faith there to try and appease him. But how old is Randall Cobb now? He must be in his thirties, if not approaching. And yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I, again, the slot isn't he? He's not going to be a massive part of that offense, I don't think. They've who did they draft? They drafted Amari Rogers, didn't they? Um, they've got um, still got well, uh, like. yeah, 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 still got MVS there, Valdez Scantlin, obviously yeah. got Adams, um, Tonyan at tight end. Well, that's the other thing that I find really interesting is, is how it fits in with Devontae Adams because mm. now that tweet maybe does make a bit more sense. It, that they both put out around you know last, it's been dance. last dance. I think we yeah. touched on it briefly last week, but you know that does make a little bit more sense now because it does sound like this is the last year for both of them. And yeah. again, as a Packers fan, you've got to be really annoyed about that because yeah. you know you are losing your best two players, and I mean you can't even win a Super Bowl with them. Um, how on earth are you going to win one without them? It's it's not a very nice 
um, time to be a Packers fan. But I'm not. But I think, as you said last week, I'm not going to, um, you know, cry for them too much. Going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, they've had a good run, really, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the other the other top top um, quarterback um, story anyway is obviously Carson Wentz and his um, glass body. Um, he's Poor becoming Carson. more and more more and more like Darren Anderton every year. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, there's always something with him, isn't there? And um, he's now yeah. he's now had this 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 further setback with a foot injury that that might sound like like it might be an old injury that's kind of come back to haunt him. I think it's a. I think it might be a Liz Frank injury, which is what Cam Newton had. Um, <clears throat> what uh, his last season at the Panthers, and if you remember, he was out for quite a while. He was on about coming back, and he never quite made it on the field. So I don't know if they're. I clearly, I'm not an injury expert. I don't know if there are different degrees of of sort of injuries in those terms. But the time scales sound good. But you know, if there's any complications, and as you say, I don't think he's ever done a full season, really, other than maybe last season when he got benched at the end of it anyway. So Yeah, I, I heard that it, it wasn't a list, Frank, because if it was, it would be a season-ending injury. Ah, okay. um, so, I, again, I obviously I'm not no expert either, but that is what I've heard. Um, so, hopefully, for his sake, it isn't that, because they're looking at, what, five to 12 weeks, depending yeah. on, on recovery, how he recovers, but... I'm going to say to my boss at work, I'm going on holiday and I'll be five to 12 weeks and just see how that goes down. <laughs> if it goes down well, let me know. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> But um, I think what it's going to do, especially if it's up towards the 12 weeks, it's going to put pay to that trade clause, isn't it? That, um, yeah. that you know, he's not going to be able to reach, um, which is good from, a, from an Indianapolis point of view, I guess. Well, that's the intrigue for me because, yeah, the terms of the trade, it was a second round, uh, second round conditional pick with the condition being that if he plays 75% or more of the um, Colts snaps this season, then it, it goes up to a first. So, yeah, good news for the Colts in theory. Yeah. I'm sure they'd rather have Wentz playing since they've traded for him. But, um, yeah, interesting sort of for the Eagles. And I think that has an interesting knock-on effect to sort of, you know, a potential Deshaun Watson landing spot. Because for me... Um, not that we don't care about Carson's injury, but I'm just going to digress a little bit here. Um, you know, the Eagles would be one of the teams that would take a chance on him. They've already got two first round picks next year. That would give them three. They've got a young quarterback who I know that you're not particularly high on. I don't think I am either, but it gives the options uh, uh, to the Texans to have a look at a young quarterback that potentially could be their future, or at least gives them somebody, you know, competent that they can then put in place and have a look at. But, yeah. It's very interesting from an and the whole eagle setup is really interesting because from what I've hearing, what I've been hearing and reading, Hertz is, has been playing quite well so far. And again, you do you've got to kind of take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? But um, I'm really interested to see how he does play if he gets on in preseason. I'd like because I'm not his biggest fan as a thrower, just like I'm not Lamar Jackson's biggest fan as a thrower. But at the end of the day, his legs give him an aspect that will make him the kind of um the kind of bring up his floor if you like you know his ceiling might not be that great he's not going to be the best quarterback in the league but he's not going to be in the in the worst quarterback either because he can he can make play with his feet so yeah it's an interesting one um in the eagles situation in in a way i can probably see them not winning very many games this year and being straight out for a quarterback again next year um especially if they don't fancy getting involved in the whole Watson shenanigans because I know I wouldn't as a as a GM at this point I, I'd want to be taking a wide berth I think 
Well, I think that's a good thing with the Eagles. They've given themselves options so that, you know, they've got yeah. two first round picks, potentially three. They've got quite a lot of flexibility there, really. So I think it's a good job from um, uh, Howie Rosenthal to bring that situation around. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to be particularly great, especially in that division. You've got the Cowboys, who I think should be good, you know, with Dak back and all the weapons they have. They just need to improve defensively. Redski, not, no, nearly. Football team, um, you know, I think that. <laughs> They scraped the playoffs, but they're now in theory have a have a quarterback, you know, a competent quarterback. I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick for all this. I can't wait to see. Yeah, they're one of the top five teams I'm going to be watching this year. I think it it Um, should be fantastic. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to watching. I love Ron Rivera as well. Then, yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Um, But yeah, um, jumping back to Carson Wentz. um, Options. What what you thinking if you're uh, if you're the Colts? Well, I think that what they should do they're not then this is never going to happen in a million years because the nfl is like this but they should pick up the phone to jacksonville yes that's what they should do they should they and they should, should they should get Trevor Lawrence. i mean i mean i mean i mean Min, gardner Minshew. Um, no they, they should go and in, in my opinion they should go and get gardner Minshew. and i say yeah. that some people think he's a bit of a joke and he's all about the you know, he's crazy, he's crazy attire and his beard or his whatever. You know, he's played on a on an underpar team with a pretty poor offensive line and in parts looked good, looked yeah, like a cool. more than serviceable quarterback. You put him on the Colts team with one of the top five offensive lines in football. Yeah. I say that, and I just read earlier on today actually that um, Quinton Nelson. Um, looks to have come off in training today, I think, and he's picked up an injury and he doesn't look good. He's in a boot and everything. So, um, that you know, that might, um, that might end up um, not being good for Indy as well. But, but I think, um, yeah, I'd love to see Gardner Minshew in that, um, in that Indianapolis team behind that offensive line with you know, albeit they haven't got fantastic array of wide receivers and tight ends but they do have as I say a starting point with a good offensive line and I think Definitely. you know it's not like he was throwing to superstars in Jacksonville either he you know he did a more than serviceable job and I think he could certainly do a job and I think he's better than anything they have now the whole divisional thing I think will stop that from happening um, I don't think the Jags will want to want to move him on to a team in the division so sadly I don't think it will happen but that's what I'd be pressing for if I was I absolutely uh, love it that's that was my first instinct. Go and get Gardner Minshew. Give him an opportunity. Yeah. I, I think he'd be good. He's he's certainly better than uh, Jacoby Brissett, who they trotted yeah. out um, the year Luck retired. Um, and I think Jacoby Brissett's serviceable. But I think Gardner Minshew, you yeah. know, he's maybe not... I think he could be a starter. In the right situation, I would like to see him given that opportunity because last season, they wanted, you know, clearly we were tanking. Nobody believed in him. Nobody backed him. He got dropped for Jake Luton, for Mike Glennon, and there was no way that that was fair on him. It was yeah. just purely to lose games. He was yeah. too good. He was too good. He was too good, yeah. yeah, yeah so I would like good. him to be supported, to have a coaching staff that has brought him in, that believes in him, to have a good surrounding cast. I think he could be, could certainly be a decent star. And another point from the Jags' point of view, though, I mean, you, you don't want to just be getting rid of your backup quarterback if he's good just because you've got a starting quarterback. So, you know, the... the from a team building point of view, the Jags probably shouldn't let him go anyway because he is. I just know, like the team set free, to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the only other place I would look really if I'm if I'm the Colts is 
I'm I'm quite a big well not a, I'm not a big fan but I'm I'm a fan of Marcus Mariota and I also think he should be a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah. I think I think Tannehill proved that just a new a new place you know changing yeah. scenery can be a really good thing for a quarterback and I think he lost his way in Tennessee and he's proven in the little time that he's had with the with the Raiders that you know that he can still play football and I think again though I don't see that Oakland would want to get rid of their backup quarterback because I don't know where they're going after this year with Derek Carr so that's another story in itself probably but that's another place I would look and the other one, this is maybe a bit more contentious, and I, and I think this is less likely to happen now. But if the Carson Wentz injury continues and, and he kind of is still out in eight, nine, ten weeks, I would say don't rule out Jimmy Garoppolo because the 49ers are going to have going to have to at some stage move to Trey Lance, and they're going to want to cash in. And again, maybe they'll be scared away from from by his injuries, but. Maybe not if they're prepared to take a chance on Wentz. So I think, you know, Garoppolo, again, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he's more than serviceable uh, and behind a good offensive line with a good defence around him and, you know, a good solid team around him. He's proven he can win. So, Yeah, definitely. Good shout. No, I'd like, I've not thought of the, um, not thought of either of those, actually, to be honest. I like those. Definitely like those. Um, I don't think there's anything, you know, in their, in terms of their backup quarterbacks. I, I just don't. I don't see no. it. Um, so they've um, got Jacob Eason, who they took um, last year, didn't they, in the draft. They've got Sam Erlinger, who they took this year. They've signed Brett Hundley off the street, who just struggled massively when he played for the uh, uh, Packers the other year. Yeah. Um, he, he's spent time at Arizona as well. And he's, he's not a quarterback. He's, he's a camp arm, I think, if anything, just yeah. to sort of give him another body. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd go and get um, Colin Kaepernick, but we'll, we won't go there. Um, now that but, would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, I like um, it. I don't think the politics will ever allow that to happen either. I just think that that would people have just gone past that. But we won't we won't go there. We won't go there <laughs> in the podcast. Um, we're keeping it short, aren't we? Um, yeah, we do. we'll do a, we'll do a whole special episode devoted entirely <laughs> to that. Um, so the next bit we wanted to pick up on, I guess, is just the. The, the news, new contract news. Um, Nick Chubb getting a getting a new contact at the contract at the Browns, signing a was it a three year deal? I think. Yeah, three years, thirty six point six million. Um, of that, twenty million is guaranteed. Is fully guaranteed. Um, I mean, I fully expect him to see out this contract. He's only twenty four years old. Um, it puts him in. It's not a crazy contract. He's now the um, in terms of sort of annualized salary. He works out of the six highest paid running back in the league. Um, he's behind, I think, McCaffrey, uh, Cook, Kamara, Henry, um, and one other. Um, I think it's a good deal for Cleveland. I think Nick Chubb is, I think he's probably underrated a bit. I don't think he probably gets the pop that he deserves. He was fantastic last season. I know he sort of had an injury and things, but he's a great running back. He's, he's the next Derrick Henry for me, I think, if, if not sort of Derrick Henry light already. Um, great one-two punch they've got with him and Kareem Hunt. Um, best one-two punch in the league at running back. Um, blocks him up for three years. By that point, he'll be 27, 28. If they want to move from, move on from him then, pick somebody else up in the draft, they can do. So I think a, a good deal for both teams, really, but good to get him tied up. 
Yeah, I was surprised when I when I read that it was it was the sixth highest paid running back. I, I, that to me didn't seem like a lot of money, but I guess that again is the whole issue around running backs, isn't it? And the yeah, fact yeah. that you know they don't get paid um, maybe as much as the running backs themselves think they they should get paid, and and you know that's why sometimes you can have uh, running backs holding out and all the rest of it because they 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 want to get paid because they're in the, they've got the shortest lifespan of, of most players um, in the league, so they want to kind of. And make the most of the years as well as they can. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm chuffed for him. I'm quite surprised that it's only a three-year deal because, like you said, mm. um, he'll only be 27 when he when he kind of comes to the end of that deal. And um, you kind of then in this window where he's probably still going to be good for a couple of years. Yeah. Do you want to give him another contract or do you want to move that? Because that's when you can then get into trouble when you're giving 27, 28, 29 year old running backs three, four-year deals that's when you can start getting into trouble. So it's an interesting one from a time period for me. Um, but I definitely agree. He's one of the he's one of the better running backs in the league for sure. Um, and, and I totally agree with you with regards to Kareem Hunt as well. I think it's it's the best one too um, in the league for sure. Um, and again, I can see them having another good season, Cleveland. Yeah, definitely. I think the timing thing, as you say, there is interesting. I don't know if it's to do with um, Paul D. Podesta, who's in the background, who is the... Um, the Moneyball guy that was originally at the Oakland A's. Yeah. Brown was one of the teams in the leagues that probably not, if not the team that the biggest on analytics at the moment. So I don't know if that's factored into it. They've mm-hmm. looked at when running backs tend to peak, when they tend to drop off, and they've kind of pitched it at, well, 27 years old, he will still be an asset. But then at that point, he starts diminishing and it makes more sense for us to then spend a pick at, at running back. So that's my thinking on why that. Why yeah. I agree. I think it could well be that, and it will be really interesting to see that when that happens. Because if they just straight up move away from him and he's still playing well, then it suggests that that's very much what they're talking about mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Um, and again, you know me, I like the, the analytics side of it, and I'm all for that um, in terms of you know working like that. Go go ahead and get when he's in his final year of his contract, go and draft one of the top running backs in the league, and, and that's what you do, isn't it? That's how you manage your salary and and all yeah. of that. So. Yeah. So the other interesting thing is they're going to have to do a contract for Baker Mayfield at some point as well. So they need a bit of wiggle room salary cap wise to do that, assuming they want to do it. Well, they will do it. They absolutely will. Do it. I think they will. Um, I think it's it's a really interesting season for him because I think if he has another good season like he did last year, I think yeah. I think he'll go and he'll yeah he'll you know he'll get that big contract. But he, but if he struggles at all this year, I think it puts him in a really interesting position. Yeah. Um, going to be interesting to see how how he plays this year yeah i agree um deshaun watson we touched on him briefly earlier didn't we and i think um very interesting again i think that he that he turned up for training and it's a really weird situation though because clearly he doesn't want to be in houston clearly he's got the legal problems houston probably don't want to be seen to be wanting him around because it's it's a really bizarre situation. And yeah, then I heard that he turned up for training training camp day one, but I don't believe he was there today. So I, I don't was just going to say I don't think he was there today either. No, so I think something might be happening there potentially. I don't know, but it's, it's a, again, it's a really interesting one. I mean, I just think that. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about precedent. I was, I think it was the Lindsay Rhodes podcast that I was listening to, I think, uh, which is a really good listen if you if you 
don't already listen to it, she gets some really good people on, and you know she's one of the she's one of the better NFL Network um, yeah, analysts. Would, I think yeah. I think she's really good, um, and she was she was talking to somebody who has a history in in the NFL, I think, in football, but I think he is a lawyer now, potentially. So, And he was saying that, you know, all he can comment on is he doesn't know the ins and outs, but he just is looking at it from a precedent point of view. And you look at people like Ray Rice and um, Ben Roethlisberger and others who have had incidents, shall we say, with with women and, you know, and – these are one incident, one incident that's kind of you know happened, and they've all I think missed six games at least. Right. And you've got a scenario here where there's multiple claims, 22, 23, 24, whatever it is at the moment. Allegedly. Allegedly. If if any of these are proven to have any merit, it's going to be at least six games. It has to be. If more than one of these are, 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 you know, are kind of proven to, 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 you know, to have merit, then I, I just don't see him playing this year at all. And you know, if 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 the worst happens and he gets convicted of all, you I mean he might even be going to jail? It's just a really bizarre. I think it's situation. just a civil case. Oh, is it right? Okay. So it, it's just it's just bizarre, um, and I just don't. I'm surprised in a way that Houston haven't just gone ahead and waved him. Um, I know you don't want to do that because what happens if it all blows over? If it was any other player, if it was a wide receiver, if it was a running back, if it was a tight end, if it was a, you know, if it was Aaron, if it was a defensive tackle, if it was Aaron Donald even, but because you're a 25 year old quarterback who is on his day top three, certainly top five in the league. Yeah. All the rules go out of the window, don't they? I agree. They do. Anybody else? They, they I mean, do. I've not dropped him from my fantasy team. <laughs> Where are your morals, Rob? Um... <laughs> Can you imagine the waiver claims that would fly in? There? Oh, you what? Yeah, exactly. Every man and the dog would want a piece, wouldn't they? Oh, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just such a bizarre situation i i can't think of somebody really that's this high profile well again roethlisberger did have did have something i guess there was zeke wasn't there a couple of seasons ago um but that wasn't as concrete as this is um no. james winston and his um his antics and he was at college as well and the thing with the uber driver um but these you just did nothing seems to be happening with it though that's the thing that i don't get is that what's yeah. the timeline i just don't understand when it's going to move forward and or how it will move forward, I just, it's just all very bizarre. And I think um, you would expect him to have been placed in the commission ex- exempt list by now, yeah, whilst this is pending. But I think what I read the other day was that this might possibly not come to court until February, March time next year. Um, so I think they were hoping it would be sooner than that and they were sort of playing the waiting game, but they're going to have to make a decision at some point because if he is allowed to play this year, then. I think the, light, the likeliest place for him to play is the Texans, to be honest, yeah. because I don't think anybody's going to want to trade for him. No, that's the thing. If, 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 if that's the case, if, he's, if, if this isn't going to see any light of day in court until next year, then you're absolutely right, in my opinion. The only place he's going to play this year is Houston, if he wants to play in Houston. And he's saying that he doesn't want to. So, And, and if I'm them, 
I don't know that I don't know that I want him to play to be honest because again you're going to win games and yeah. well maybe not with that roster actually but um, <laughs> you know it, I don't yeah it's just not so now they've lost Randall Cobb. Sorry, say that again. Not now they've lost Randall Cobb. Oh. <laughs> yeah, could be a deal breaker. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's let's move on from uh, Deshaun Watson. Eh? Um, I think the NFL as a whole would love to. Um, just as a last sort of comment, I think if anything did happen, and let's say it came out that he was going to have a a, a six-game suspension, for argument's sake, then I think you would see him get traded very quickly. Mm. Um, I think that would change it completely. Some teams would go, right, six games, we can deal with that, let's get him. Absolutely. Once once we know that once that we know what the punishment is or, or yeah. what the result is, whatever that may be, even if they turn it the only way that doesn't is if it's an un, if it's one of these Josh Gordons where he's suspended indefinitely, then I think that changes things. But if there's a number assigned to it, whatever that number is, even if it's a season or two seasons, I still yeah. think somebody trades for him. Definitely. Um but but they've got to know what they're dealing with and um I think that'll be the key. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so free agent signings. Um, there are a couple of interesting ones, I think, um, potentially that happened this week. So we were talking about um, Devontae Freeman last week, weren't we, and a potential that he could um, potentially get back to Atlanta where he had a, a little bit of success, but he's he's actually um, signed with the Saints, I believe. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, they've got Latavius Murray there at the moment backing up. Um Kamara, who he's, he's done a great job for the past couple of seasons as he's been doing that. When he's needed to step in, he's had some great games. But I think it probably just gives him a bit more flexibility. Yeah. You know, if, if Foreman can be uh, Foreman, Freeman can be fit. He, he's a he's a good player. He's he's not the player he was, but he certainly gives him a bit of a different option in terms of rece- receiving backs and maybe put some different packages together. Especially if they're going to be starting, you know, Hill or somebody at, at quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think there's no risk or anything assigned. They could cut him fairly easily, but I thought it was it was noteworthy just for the fact that they clearly want to um, sort of try and upgrade a little at that position and maybe try something a bit different. Maybe not, you know, maybe manage the snap count for Kamara slightly, shut them into some different plays. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And then the other one um, that we've kind of made a note of is is Justin Houston, um, a, a very a popular. Um, player in my mind um, for his time, obviously, in, in Kansas City. Um, going to the Ravens, hmm, not a fan of the move, obviously, keeping him in the AFC and um, probably seeing once or twice this year. Um, but to be fair, he's, what, 32, 33 years old now um, yeah. on the downward spiral. But he's a he's a very good player. And he, even even in his latter years with us and, and the year I think he had in, was it, did he have a year or two in Indy beforehand? Yes. Um, you know, still still able to get sacks, still able to help um, for sure as a rotational guy. Um, you know, somebody I would I would welcome back on a reduced salary at the Chiefs. To be perfectly honest, I think he's, you know, he was he's a good professional as well, and and all the rest of it. So an interesting little signing um, from them, and just another kind of defender to add to the mix in in Baltimore. You know, they've they've got a lot of players. Um, they seem to be stacked in on on defense, especially on the defensive line. Um, you know, enables them to kind of rotate and play all this kind of weird and wonderful kind of um, alignments that they like to play with. Kind of, you know, one person with a hand down one play, then you've got four players with a hand on the ground. It's you know, it's it makes for interesting um, 
interesting play on defence for them. I do think they they possibly did need something at sort of a defensive end or a you know at linebacker, whichever position you want to put them in. Um, they, you know they lost Matthew Judon in free agency to the Patriots. Um, they lost Ngokwe to um, the Oakland Raiders. Um, I think they did need to bring somebody else in. They've obviously still got uh, they got Calais Campbell in through the door, but yeah, just a, a, that veteran presence, and um, they always seem to step up a notch when they sign for the Ra- uh, for the Ravens. Um, I think I think he'll I think he'll do well in that in in that offense in that defense because I think it, again it, it allows and it makes for um, you know the, for people the way that they the way that they kind of run that defense. I think it, it makes people look better than they actually are. You know, Matthew Judon is not necessarily the best um, defensive end in the league, not by a long shot. But he, he, there was a season, a couple of seasons ago, where he had, you know, he was in top five in sacks, I think, and stuff like that. So I think he'll get his opportunities, and I think he'll get his sacks, um, and probably look look good doing it. So, yeah. And and then I guess the other last thing that we want to touch on um, really is football. We actually have the next time we get together. We will have a, albeit pretty meaningless, but a game of football to comment on. Uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame game kicks off on Thursday night, so it's um, football, Mark, but not as we know it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so the the Hall of Fame game notoriously poor because it's um, literally the first time anyone has um, anyone has kind of um, put on the pads for, for, for a number of months. Um, Maybe the first series will be worth watching, but um, you we know, that we'll one series watching. of Roethlisberger and one series of Dak, and that'll be absolutely it as a max. We might get one snap each. <laughs> I'll be surprised if um, if if Prescott even plays. To be honest, um, I think he's still potentially um, nursing some injuries, isn't he? So I, I, I'm going to be pretty surprised if he plays. But um, yeah, I just I just can't wait for for, for football just to, to be able to watch it. Um, I love it because to me this just says that the season is starting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a Canton. It's got the Hall of Fame induction going on. You've got you've got actual proper football. No matter what it is, you've got actual proper football, and it's back. It's Thursday night. It's absolutely <laughs> pointless, but football is back. <laughs> absolutely, and that will mean we can you know critique that game and pull it apart oh, and play by know. play. Play by play next week, so look out for that. Maybe um, we should live stream it actually. We <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning on Friday morning, just live streaming the, the Hall of Fame game. Wow, what's my life come to? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got wrong somewhere. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of um, what we wanted to touch on this week. Um, I haven't really got a whinge of the week this week, I don't think. Um, it's my turn, wasn't it? I haven't really given it any thought, I'll be honest. I can expand um, on my wind of the week from last week. <laughs> feel free, feel free. Oh, so, I mean, still Cole Beasley, what are you playing at? I will only, you know, if I've, I will only treat COVID when I've got COVID. If somebody offered you a vaccine that, you know, if somebody offered you a jab and said, right, you have this, you will never have any lower leg injuries ever again. Would you take it or would you go, oh, no, wait a minute, I'd like my leg to be snapped into, then I'll treat it. <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? Not only that, but it reduces the risk of not only you snapping your leg in half, but all of your teammates snapping your leg in half. Think about that, you absolute 
<laughs> Whatever. I can't, can't think of a word that isn't an yeah. expletive. Yeah. It, 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 I think, well, I've heard, I was reading the other day that, um, you know, the, the, the kind of um, the stance that the NFL has taken is clearly making an impression because I think the numbers are up and they continue yeah. to rise. And I think um, come season start, I think we'll we'll probably see a situation where 85, 90% of, of all the teams are vaccinated and, yeah. you know, if not, if not higher. And I think, um, you know, that that's obviously a good thing. That's where they want and, and where they need it to be really and where it should be. And I think just, just in, in general, I think, um, you know, America are, are creeping up now. I think I heard that at least is it seventy percent of the country now yeah, has had one 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 vaccine at least. So it's a mark mark improvement from kind of two or three months ago. Um, so I think the other interesting thing that I did yeah. see this week was that um, Callum Mond had tested positive for COVID nineteen. Mm. Yeah. So now um, Kirk Cousins had that to isolate, and um, their other backup quarterback, I forget his name, but obviously yeah. that says to me that those two aren't vaccinated. So if Kirk Cousins isn't vaccinated, could be a situation in the season where, you know, we don't know if Callum Mond is or isn't. We just know he's tested positive, um, but we certainly know that Kirk Cousins isn't. So you, you, I've seen some really strong words from Mike Zimmer this week on it, um, just basically mm -hmm. telling his players, this is why you need to get it. This, you know, this is, yeah. you know, it's just pre-season, but it will have messed up their plans. Um, they're now finding people off the street. So... You're going to see a lot of coaches get like this if any, you know, the more this happens. Well, I think that's that's the interesting part of this, isn't it? Is that it's that whole situation. It's the knock-on effect of somebody getting it because you can have a situation where, and this is, I think, why the the non-superstars are not going to be able to get away with it at all. Because if if can you imagine in a situation if that was kind of throughout the season and and yeah, you you back up quite your number three quarterback gets gets COVID and all of a sudden your starting quarterback has to be sat because, you know, because he's not vaccinated or, or whatever. Um, you know, that's well, when you're Kendall Hinton starting last year, didn't we, for the Broncos when yeah. um, the whole quarterback room got taken out. Exactly. That that's the that's the the risk, I think, of this season. It's not that games for me will be lost or that or you know, or we, we won't play them. It's it's who will be taking part in those games and, and yeah. that's the thing that will, will be affected. Um, I think um, the most, but um, yeah. So that kind of about wraps it up, really. Um, we we wanted to do a short podcast. We've managed thirty eight minutes. I think that's our shortest podcast to date. So, um, um, so yeah, we'll we'll leave it there, and we will um, we'll look to do a do a session do a do a, the next one um, beginning of next week, maybe um, after we've had a chance to digest. And the whole thing again. Cannot wait. Right. So on that note, we'll, we'll say goodbye. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Um, See you next take time. care, guys. And um, we'll speak to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>